Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you are tuning in. My name is Jonathan Torres Herrera, and you are watching or listening to the JTH Show. Today, I have a whole bunch of stuff to share and talk with you guys about. I just got done finishing the Spanish version, so if all of a sudden I get all like, it's because my brain's trying to replace words with English and Spanish. It's going to be fun. Don't worry. Today, we're going to talk about the California Initiative for phasing out gas vehicles in California, of course, and then the uh, incident that happened with the latest protests in L.A., and then ultimately, we're going to end up at the story that obviously ties into the Hollywood protests, and that is what is happening in Louisville, Kentucky, regarding the Breonna Taylor case. Roll the intro. All right, so um, as a general reminder, you guys can uh, continue downloading the audio version of this show and every show on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Radio Public. Okay, let's get started. Wait, before I forget, give me a like, give me a a comment down there regarding this whole thing. I want to hear your thoughts as well on what you guys think of, you know, that is uh, happening with any of these, uh, these topics. Okay. Now let's start. So it's uh it's the California uh topic. It's not really a big highlight. I think it's being made a, a, a big story because uh, more than anything, because of the fear of what people don't know. Right. And that is that, you know, just looking at so many comments on Facebook and online and, and just and generally online of people saying, oh, my God, are they going to take away my gas vehicle? No, they're not. That's not what they're saying. All right. Governor Newsom, if you didn't see the press conference, essentially in I think it was like an hour or something like that long press conference in a nutshell said, hey, by 2035, uh, we want to phase out all sales of new, new gas vehicles. That, that was pretty much it. He went on to talk about why and, you know, how this is going to be good. But here, here's the, 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 the basics of it, right? Here, here's what we can at least, or many people, have already said that they concluded. One, money. Money, 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 money. Why? Well, because, uh, you know, with, with phasing something out, well, naturally, right, you have to look at everything else that now really goes with the supply and demand law, right? Saying, well, you know, there's going to be a lot more demand for gas, more than there already is, so naturally, those people that own or have a, have a gas stations, right, operate gas stations, can charge more. What can I do? I have to sell you every gallon at five, six dollars. It's already like 350. It, it wouldn't be something that you really can argue against when California is basically like, yeah, shoe gas vehicles, right? Or allegedly saying that's what they're trying to do. What else? Uh, the DNV. No, oh, the beloved. DMV, right? Something that you have to accept that you just have to every other year, every year, depending on, I guess, what kind of vehicle you have, you have to go and stand in line or make an appointment or try to do whatever you can with their uh, website and, and ultimately pay, 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 right? So pay what? Higher fees, of course, right? Because if you are some, right, or, or, or part of the group that decides to keep your gas vehicle, what do you think they're going to do? 
they already charge. If you have a vehicle that's older in so many years, you already pay more, right? And I know this for a fact. Nobody needs to tell me because I live there, right? Um, because your car is not as eco-friendly. So you pay more money. What do you think they're going to do when they phase out gas vehicles or allegedly by 2035? Magically, they achieve to do that. Even though Governor Newsom, I think arguably we can uh, uh, say that it won't be around, right? Uh, at least not in government or in that you know, existing position. So even if all the other governors to come honor that, that commitment, that initiative, and then make it so by 2035, okay? The DMV is like, oh, by the way, since now we have to somehow pay for this and pay for that, we have to charge you more money because you decided to be part of the group that keeps your gas vehicle. So that's what I mean by more fees from the VM DMV. So you have higher gas prices. You definitely have uh, DMV fees. And to that, by the way, I didn't even say it in the Spanish video, but now that I'm thinking about it, maybe higher insurance because somehow they're going to be like, oh, well, it's more dangerous to drive a gas vehicle now than to drive an all electronic uh, vehicle or electric vehicle, something, something along those lines, right? So fees, more money, and, uh, and you know, all these other, uh, other um, I think, hurdles they're going to throw at you until they force you to buy an electric vehicle if they get there. More than anything, people are saying this is just a way for Gavin or Newsom to please the group of individuals that are more on the radical side, you can say. They're like, we want a climate initiative, climate change initiatives. And it's just a way for him to be like, okay, great. I got it. I got it. I got it. We're going to do this by 2035. And it kind of worked, right? It definitely got some people all panicky because, you know, people took it like, oh my God, it's going to happen to me now. Listen, I mean, no disrespect. Some of you guys are not even going to be around. No disrespect. By the time this actually, if takes effects, effect, I'm sorry. And I mean, around in California, I don't mean like, oh my God, I'm going to die. No, you're not going to die. Stop. I mean, like probably going to move on somewhere else. Right. So I don't need, I don't think this is something that anybody should be panicking about. Uh, see it as more than anything, a political stunt. However, if this does take place by 2035 or, or sooner or later, more than anything, like I was saying in the Spanish video earlier, it's going to affect south of the border. Why? Well, let's see what happens now. When a vehicle doesn't pass smog, it has been known that people either sell their vehicle to somebody across the border or simply give away the vehicle or even just take it south of the border to Tijuana, right? Down there, they call them, they call, they're calling them the cars. I don't know why. I don't know the, I don't know the connection here, but they call them carros chocolates and chocolate cars. I have no idea what, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm somebody can explain to me why, but I don't know why, but what's my point. So unfortunately, you know, a lot of times our hand-me-downs are like, here you go, younger sibling that we don't acknowledge we are related to, Tijuana. Here you go. Naturally. Why? Because it's a border town right there. San Diego, part of California. Whatever happens in California as a law, obviously is going to affect San Diego. What happens in San Diego, if you've been in San Diego or anywhere along the, the California border, including Calexico and, and, and all, the, all those other borders, it affects the other side, right? Now, what happens also, a lot of the governors on the other side, the bureaucrats on the other side, a lot of times they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do whatever they're doing over there, right? It, you see it all the time. 
I don't know if they do it to look good, you know, with, with the U.S. Because Mexico has a problem with trying to always look good with the U.S. Or they're trying to do it because they're like, well, might as well they're doing it. Let's do it too. I have no clue why, but you often see it. Take something like as simple as Uber and Lyft. The moment Uber and Lyft became a thing in California, specifically in San Diego, and it was popping, it was big. Let's get it in Tijuana. The app, because I live there, I can tell you that kind of worked, kind of didn't work. You might have gotten the the, the Uber that or the person that sit on the Uber thing. Maybe you didn't. Who knows? You know, but that's my point. That if it happens in San Diego, California, it's probably going to affect Tijuana, Mexico to some degree. So I see potentially an influx of these chocolate car- cars, right? Carros chocolates, right? Stuffing them right into Tijuana, which doesn't help Tijuana. Tijuana already feels very congested. All right. Again, I lived there. No one told me. I saw it, lived it for myself. All right. Um, is it as bad as maybe Mexico City? Which, by the way, I have also been to. No. But think about it. If there's Joe Schmo, Juan, Pedro, you know, Bob, Peter, whatever, that's like, hey, I guess I can't have this car here anymore. And I'm sure shit, not going to pay DMV more money for to pay, you know, for, for the higher prices on uh, fuel vehicles. Hey, want to buy it? Thousand bucks. People are gonna be like, okay, let's get it over there, making it a problem for Tijuana, right? Um, so that's the potential that I see in the long run that people should be worried about. Not so much that someone's gonna come and take away your vehicle, your gas vehicle. They're not gonna make you get an electric vehicle. They're gonna influence you, like I just said for all the other previous reasons. They're gonna influence you. They're gonna be like, okay, no one's gonna make you buy a new car. That's electric. Fine. But you have to pay $200 now per year to keep your gas vehicle. And then you're like, are you, are you serious? Like, are you, is that just registration? That's fine. No, 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 no. That's on top of your registration. Okay. I'll pay it. Okay, cool. Oh, by the way, uh, gas is now $5 a gallon. So that's how I can see they can influence you. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to happen gradually. Again, even if we get to 2035, let's be logical with this whole thing. All right? Critically critically think about this whole scenario how many jobs is it going to take away how many jobs is it going to add you know what kind of legislation needs to come out to make people or you know who's going to fight it what lawsuits are going, lawsuits are going to come out manufacturers and and all these companies are not going to just fold and be like okay well that's what mr newsom said of course not that's why it's more of anything it's an initiative so everybody in the comments and facebook and everything calm down your car is safe Okay, no need to panic. All right, let's move on to a more heavier, harder topic. And that is what happened in LA, I think the last 48 hours uh, at this point. So if you didn't hear, for whatever reason, uh, there was a recent conviction, right? That, that was um, made or, or I don't want to say, I don't know if it was conviction necessarily, rather, maybe I'm correct, wrong there. What is it? I can't hear you. A verdict. Thank you. I don't know why she has to whisper over there. A verdict um, that was uh, brought right with the recent case of Brenna Taylor, which we'll get into in a minute here. But that verdict, you know, many people were not happy with. Right. So riots automatically started just popping up all over the place. Okay. So what happened in L.A. is a vehicle, some dumbass driver. Decided to ran over a protester. It's on video. 
There's nothing that, you know, you need to speculate. No, it's on video. Then protesters gathered in an intersection, right? To probably see what's going on, yell, chant, who knows. A Prius who wanted to turn or cross, because it's right in in the intersection. I couldn't tell if it's crossing or turning. It doesn't matter. Inched its way through the crowd, right? Which then you can see a lot of people getting upset over. You're not supposed to move. And then the Prius finally opened a wave, right? It didn't look like it ran over anybody. Now somebody can say, hey, it ran over this guy's foot. I, I didn't see that, right? And this, well, I mean, I see, I, I say that because here, let's play that video real quick while I talk. So you can see the, the Prius inching, right? Through the helicopter view. It goes through the crowd. And then finally, it tries to take off. Well, what happens? You have this truck who... You know, rush to get right in front of it, cut it off, as you can see in the video, and you know, proceeded to the driver proceeded to get off his 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 truck and try to, you know, reach inside of the Prius for the driver. I don't know if to take to hit him, scratch him, take him out of the vehicle. I don't know. You even see you know other people on the other side try to open the doors. Right. Finally, you see that the other you know the rest of the crowd that was chasing after the Prius finally reach them you have the a mustang apparently that the prius backed up you know backs up into and you know and 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 you see the the driver the even of the mustang trying to get off and and do the same as the driver of the truck the prius finally you know is able to to escape right um because otherwise let's be honest if they would have uh got him off the vehicle the guy would have been mobbed beaten i don't want to say beaten to death Coming, can we can we say that he was going to get off or he was going to be taking off his vehicle and be like, hey, bring it in, bring it in. No, he was going to be taking off the damn vehicle and they're probably going to kick his ass hard, right? Now, here's where you can, anybody can start throwing arguments. He was trying to run over people. No, he wasn't. Here, here's something that I want you guys to do, all right? If, if just for a second, think critically, put yourself in all positions, right? I've seen people on the freeway through my freaking door or through my window, I'm sorry, right? Just looking at them, they're freaking like yelling and they're doing this and they're doing that. And it's just like the whole freeway is moving. There's not a protest. This is just like the freeway. This is like regular morning traffic. And you see people just like hitting their and like they're losing their shit. And then, you know, they're like, and they're looking, you're like, oh, I wasn't looking at you. You know, you're like, oh, shit. You know, and it's like a morning thing. It's like, dude, have a coffee. You know, now imagine a protest. Imagine people are, they drive up to the intersection and they've seen this whole, you know, group of people moving. He or she, like in many other protests, by the way, right? I covered another one that happened, unfortunately, in Texas, in Austin, Texas, right? Um, it's just sitting there and they're, they're aggravated. You can say, why, well, why are they aggravated? It's not your business, dude. It's like if you were aggravated, I'm like, why are you mad? Why are you mad? You get more mad. So the person's sitting there, maybe honking. I couldn't tell from the helicopter view. Maybe honking. And then what do you have on the other side? Uh, you know, outside of the vehicle. Other people that want to be right. Because here, it's all about being right, right? The guy in the Prius is like, I won't move. In fact, I'm not going to go back. I'm going to go forward. And the people outside of the vehicle is like, we're not going to move. You move. Then what you get? This. 
you get this. You get people that either don't want to be wrong in front of other people because, oh, my God, it's going to be so embarrassing. Or you get people that are like, I am right. I don't care what anybody says. I'm right. F everybody, America. And then, and then, and then what? And then you get a Prius with a broken windshield. And I don't know if they punched the guy. You get the guy from the truck. By the way, both of these individuals were allegedly brought in by, by authorities. Now, are they still in jail? Were they ever in jail? I don't know. No one wins. Now, you could definitely lose. And you can lose heavily. Right? The loss can be as much as your life, like we saw in Austin, Texas. Which, real quick note. Some guy in the comments, yeah, I don't blame the guy, accused me of being a, a, a someone that is a pol- an apologist. That's what I was called, an apologist. I'm not apologizing for anybody. Just making sure real, I'm real clear. All right, I use critical thinking, which you should try it once in a while. It's actually kind of cool. Why is it kind of cool? Because you get to see both sides instead of doing. Nope, I don't see. I, I I know there's a light right there, right there, but I don't care. I don't care. It's dark in here, okay? And then you look like a fool. Right, because then you inch and you inch and you inch closer to a narrative that you're trying to hold on to, whether you're on the left or on the right of a topic. And then you end up looking one day up and you're like, oh, someone can told me, which is what I always say we should do. Or, oh, here I am in the middle of a protest and I just got ran over. Or, or you're like, oh, someone called me out because I am starting to say things that don't make any sense. Again. Whether you're going to defend the guy in the Prius and say he has a right of way, he is in the street, move out of the goddamn way, right? Protesters shouldn't be doing that. They definitely should be mobbing cars with that argument I can agree with. Or you're going to get on the side of the protesters and say, hey, they're there for a cause. They are not there every day. You have to understand and be at least understanding, right? Um, And be empathetic over what is happening with the nation, you can turn around, little Prius, and do a U-turn. Both sides are right. Both sides are wrong. There is not a who is more right, who is more right, who is more wrong, rather. That's stupid. That's really, really stupid to even say. Because you're no one's going to give in. So ultimately, I believe that the cops, like in this situation, throw both of the asses in, in freaking jail. Right? Let them cool off there. I'm not saying give them a freaking harsh 15-year sentence. No. No. That's not what I'm saying. Right? We need to start looking at ourselves from the outside. I said that earlier, right, in the Spanish version. Oh, weirdly, right? Because I'm, you know, I fumble with my Spanish and my English, to be fair. But, uh, you know, I mean it. I I don't mean to be... Uh, you know, romantic over this topic or or what I'm trying to tell you, right? In the sense that um, I'm trying to get you to see something that is not possible. It's possible. It's possible for you to take a minute and think about what you're about to say, what you're saying, what you're thinking of doing, what you're going to do, and what you already did. It's possible. The reason we don't do that often is because we believe we're right. It's because maybe we don't walk around saying, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. But you subconsciously definitely do. 
yeah, you're trying to be humble and everything, right? And, and totally, totally say, I, I, I can admit when I'm wrong. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Tell that to everybody to look good. Sure. Go ahead. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom believes you and your sister, whoever else. But be honest. Look around. Most people start with arguments, start yelling, running people over, holding on to cars like the Prius video. Like, I don't know, all of a sudden they're going to grow all this strength and lift the vehicle up like they're freaking, you know, Hercules because they think they're right. The guy in the Prius is like, no, I'm going to get through here. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hey, you're hitting my car. Hey. And just right into the damn, you know, crowd, not really genuinely thinking that there may be someone in front that maybe fell, not stopping and thinking about that. And then the people on the outside are like, hold on, hold on to the vehicle. Hold it. Hold on. Stop it. Stop the vehicle. How are you going to stop a freaking moving mortar vehicle? What are you doing? But no, they'll hold, they'll hang on to it. They hang on to them car like they're about to stop it. And then you see them dragging and shit, walking, walking after them car. What do you let it go? Let it go. Let it go. And then what happens? Then you have someone who's like, you know what I'm going to do? In that moment, he decided, give him a car. Give him a keys. Guy into his car, raced down the street, also not thinking maybe there could be someone running on the street. Hey, maybe there's going to be a car coming because if you notice in the vehicle, they ran through an intersection. Both in. Thinking maybe there's someone that's in a bicycle. Innocent bystander. Just with their headphones, maybe also not paying attention. Right to the intersection. And he, you know he'll hit him. No, he didn't care. Right in the intersection, right in front of him, and say, "Oh, I'm gonna get off now because I'm cool. I'm tough. Well, I'm fucking tough right now. I'm gonna get you off the car and I'll kick your ass." What are you doing? No. It's I already got in my vehicle. I already hauled on the gas. I'm already hauling ass on the street. I can't stop now. Like I have all these people watching me. How am I gonna look? That's what it comes down to. Right? So, all right. Let's move on to the last topic. The last topic, unfortunately, it's even more heavy-hearted. And that is, of course, because it's dealing with um, the unfortunate um, case of Brianna Taylor. Right? The 26-year-old um, woman that was shot in her apartment. Right? So, I'll give you the basics. If, if for some reason, you have no idea what we're talking about. So, Brianna Taylor is a 26-year-old woman that was in her apartment with her boyfriend and police officers broke down her door and after the boyfriend shot a uh, uh, one shot, unfortunately, the officer returned fire, killing her on the scene. That is the very, very, very basic story, right? Basic details of the story, rather. So let's go deeper into some of the facts. I'm not going to sit here with anybody and argue hypotheticals. That can happen all day long. It can literally be infinite. What are some of the facts? Well, some of the facts are these. Brianna Taylor dated on and off a man, um, the ex-boyfriend at this point, as we'll call him, an ex-boyfriend, not the man that was in the apartment with her the night she died. An ex-boyfriend who unfortunately had a long, uh, bad history of being a really bad dude, right? A guy that dealt drugs, a guy that did a lot of bad things uh, to the point where there was an investigation launched against him and then an investigation that involved uh, Brianna. Why? 
Well, again, because they were on and off for a long time. Um, they were the night that she died. He was arrested. Uh, the judge ordered, or rather, allowed orders for uh, no knocks, um, uh, raids. I guess you can call them, both at Brianna's apartment and where the ex-boyfriend was. Brianna, uh, unfortunately, chose to be on and off for a while with a man that even got her in trouble because he rented a vehicle under her name and then allegedly a body, a dead body was found, right? Uh, I don't know how, how long this back, how long back this was, but it's another fact. Uh, the man received packages there that the police found very suspicious, you know, uh, and again, unfortunately, she got caught up with him for a while. She moved on, you can say, to a new boyfriend that, you know, was with her the night she passed away. And, you know, many our people say she was trying to maybe, you know, move on, you know, uh, be with someone that's better, possibly. Now, what else do we know? Well, we also know that the officer that this whole unfortunate thing, these latest rather um, protests has happened, very irresponsibly decided to shoot right um there's even a uh the conviction named it i don't know i don't know what the, what it's called really you can google it but essentially it's when somebody decides to um commit something like an act like shooting a, a weapon just you know uh, uh very irresponsibly not knowing who you're gonna hit you know he just he just shot like 10 shots it's what they say and some of them even went from her apartment to other apartments you know, so definitely there was some some uh, a big issue there, right? Of the, the the police officer doing that. One of the police officers, by the way, that night there were three. And um, you know, those are those are some of the facts that we know. Now, what I can tell you guys is, you know, that I believe that the, obviously there's no winners here. The, the the person that lost the most, of course, was Brianna, right? Brianna, um, whether for whatever reason, decided to first be with a man. That you know, it's a convict. It's a he's a. I don't. I don't think I can say very many positive things about this individual. And uh, got her, you know, in trouble to the point where they're they were even investigating her, right? Whether because you know they didn't believe that she was involved to some extent, or they didn't believe she was involved, they knew that was her apartment, and they knew that they wanted to go and see if there was anything that they could find in the apartment. Which, by the way, they did not. That's another fact. They did not find. Any drugs or anything like that in her apartment. Um, and then she decided to move on with another individual, another man, who that night decided, I don't hear the police knocking, even though neighbors said that they did knock, or witnesses, that's what they're saying. Witnesses are saying that they the police serve a no-knock warrant, that there's some um, sketchy stuff about later on, the no-knock warrant became a knock warrant, something like that. Either way, they knocked. According to witnesses, the boyfriend, who was unfortunately the only person alive at this point, um, said, I, we didn't hear it. We heard something, but then we just heard, you know, the, the barricade thing, right, that they used or whatever they call that thing to, to knock down doors, hitting, hitting the door. Now, do we know if the police officers got there and they're like, police, I don't know. You weren't there. I wasn't, no matter what you say. If you said, I was, I was next door. I don't think you would be watching this show if you were next door. Right, um, they, 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 we don't know. Police say police can say no. We got there. We said no. Police, 
One thing that we do know is that they should have been wearing goddamn body cameras. I would have. Even if you say, well, it's not the law there, JT. It doesn't matter. I'm about to go to a, 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 a home, an apartment, whatever, that potentially uh, is involved with some illicit, some heavy illicit activity. Uh, give me a body camera. I don't want anybody saying that I didn't do something that I should have done. Period. That's just my common sense. Right? It's no reason, it's no different than why people have, you know, cameras on their dashboard. They don't have a camera on their dashboard because they're like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go grab the photo right now on this freeway. No. They put them there because, you know, I'm going to be driving on the highway where there's hundreds of other people and shit happens. So let me put a dashboard camera. So I don't, you know, agree too much as to the, the reasonings behind some of the cops are saying that's why they weren't wearing body cameras. Allegedly, they should have been. Um, the no-knock warrant, while well, some people, and I believe even the governor said that they're going to get, you know, they're going to do away with them because things like this can happen. You know, where people inside saying we didn't hear, cops saying we did knock, and there's this back and forth. I get it. I get it why police officers have said we need no-knock warrants so that the bad dudes don't know we're coming. I also get the other side. In this case, like Rubiana, the boyfriend saying we never heard anything. So, you know, Let's get that out of the way. Finally, let's let's arrive at the fact where I was trying to is, you know, she got caught up with another individual that had a weapon on him and said, I'm going to protect our home, right? That's the way he can see it. And then shoot my gun. And then Brianna allegedly was standing in the hallway when the door of the door completely failed or just, you know, bust open, busted open. And, you know, the cop, proceeded to shoot right hitting Brianna of course the man with the gun the boyfriend because he just shot and he's like oh we're probably gonna get shot back at somehow was able to run fast enough away and take cover meaning you know leaving Brianna in my opinion by the way there to take some of the bullets right or not not allegedly this obviously happened right um it's very unfortunate Right, it's very unfortunate that that Brianna, you know, got caught in the middle. It's very un- unfortunate that she lost her life because of, you know, the men in her life. See it like, you know, it was a very bad accident. See it as a very unfortunate thing. The fact is that these, you know, both of these men, you know, led her to to lose her life. She. You know, I don't know that she was involved with any illicit activity. You know, that I, I didn't find anything like that. Some of the fact-checking websites are saying that she didn't. She was just unfortunately involved with men that made shitty decisions. You know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's one of those things that definitely leaves you, or hopefully will leave many of you, to really think about some of the people that we may know in our life. Because at the end of the day, and I've said this before, right, if we can take anything away from these incidents you hear about, you know, all over the news, all over the world that occur every day and will continue to occur every day, just like the, the riders and people getting ran over and people running people over. And with the Brianna case is what can we learn? What can we, that's, that's really, if there's anything we can take away from this is that can you argue and say, well, no, JT, this is also a good opportunity for us to take action and stand with the black community and stand with BLM. 
okay, that's very general in my opinion. And, and that's a complete different video that I can do about this whole thing. I'm talking about individually as you right now watching this video, me watching this video or making this video, not watching it. Sorry. Um, what I can take away from this is never stopping to, or at least stopping in telling people in seeing who people are with and maybe advising them. Sure. We can maybe make people choose, choose better partners, but it doesn't mean that we should stop. Right. Sometimes I know it's very awkward. I've been in situations where, you know, I don't really want to tell someone that they're with someone that's not really good for you. But as I mean, I stop. I've told them. Temporarily, I've lost some relationships. And then, funny enough, uh, I've regained those relationships after they're like, oh, yeah, she was crazy. So I have. I definitely have. I've told that to, you know, female people that I know and male people that I know. Right? Because it's been family members and it's been friends. Because that's what happened to Brianna. Now you can say, well, the mom probably did tell her, dude. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And, um, you know, we'll never know. At least I don't think I'll ever know. You know, I just hope that someone did. You know, and, and if my point is that if no one ever did, maybe out of being too embarrassed, maybe out of fear, maybe because of that, that boyfriend, that ex-boyfriend was scary, possibly. And, you know, unfortunately, again, it led her to the point where she was wrapped up in this investigation and then she was in the crossfire of a police officer that felt the need to return. I don't know how many or almost emptying maybe his, uh, or almost, yeah, almost emptying his, because uh, I don't know how many bullets it holds, you know. I mean, it could be the 61, right, the, 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 the cartridge. I don't know. But returning enough fire where a lot of those bullets ended up in her body. And it's devastating, right, to, to know that. Because, um, you know, it's definitely a, a, a young individual that shouldn't have lost her life and it, and it happened and who's alive the cops are alive the boyfriend's alive the ex-boyfriend's alive and she is not and that is definitely unfair right um so that's just some, some something to think about right more than anything it's you know what what can we take away from the story besides the political stuff right besides saying we should make a a, a brianna law that they're trying to do and and there's all again all those other political things it's just uh what can we learn as individuals so that is it for today, guys. Thank you for watching. As always, leave a like, subscribe to the channel, ring that notification if you want to continue seeing notifications about YouTube telling you, hey, GT put a video up like today. Um, and then, uh, you know, listen, by the way, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Radio Public. And that is it. Until next time. See ya.